Welcome to Once Upon an Upset, a podcast of stories and conversations to help make sense of difficult times. I'm your host, Jessica Laurel Kane. This week's episode is a story called The Backside of the Moon. One early winter morning, Emily's mother was driving her to school when Emily noticed that the moon was still up in the sky. Wow, look at the moon, Mommy. Wow, look at that. What a beautiful moon, honey. I bet it must be cold up there. Mm Mm-hmm, I'm sure it is. You think the moon ever gets cold, Mommy? No, dear, the moon doesn't get cold. How do you know? I just know, darling. But did you ever ask the moon if she gets cold? Yes, I did. Did you really, Mommy? (sighs) No, Emily, not really. Come on, honey, that's silly stuff. Now I want you to get your things together and put on your thinking cap and have a good productive day at school learning about real things. (laughs) But at school, Emily still couldn't stop thinking about the moon. Mrs. Mathis? Yes, Emily. Do you think it's cold up there in the sky where the moon is? Oh, yes, it's very, very cold. Do you think the moon ever gets cold up there? No, sweetheart, the moon doesn't get cold. But how do you know? Because I know. But how? Emily's teacher was growing impatient. All the kids were squirming in their seats. Emily, this isn't a time for questions about the moon. Today, we're learning about gorillas. But Emily couldn't stop wondering, so she asked one of her friends at recess, Do you think the moon gets cold up there all alone? Who cares? Then she asked her bus driver, Don't know, kid. Never thought about it. She even asked a bird on her walk home, Listen, lady, I got a bunch of chicks in the nest to feed, all right? I don't have time for silly questions. And later that evening, when her mother stopped on the sidewalk to take a business call, Emily asked a mailman, Excuse me? Yeah. Do you know if the moon gets cold up there in the sky? Don't know, little girl. (laughs) Well, no one knows, Emily said, frustrated. Well, if I were you, and I really wanted to know, I'd call NASA. NASA? What's that? It's a government agency. They make spaceships and visit the moon, so if anyone would know, it'd be one of them. Do you know how I could ask them? Look them up. I'm sure they're listed. As soon as Emily got home, she ran up to her brother Zach's room and knocked on the door. What do you want? Zach was a bit older than Emily and was busy playing video games with a friend. Um, do you know how to look up phone numbers? Of course I do. Um, can you look up NASA? NASA? The National Aeronautics and Space Administration? I guess. Zach wrote down the number and tossed it to Emily. Here you go. Now leave us alone, please. Emily ran to the phone in the kitchen and carefully dialed all the numbers. Good afternoon, NASA. How may I help you? Uh, hi. Uh, can you tell me if the moon is cold? One moment. I'll connect you to that department. Hello? Hi, um, do you happen to know if the moon is cold? I'll connect you with educational resources. Hello? Hi, um, I'm trying to find out if the moon is cold. 
There was a pause. Huh. You know what? That's a very interesting question. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think the only way to find out would be to ask her. Really? Yep. But how? Well, we've got a spaceship headed there in about six months. How about you come along? <gasps> really? Why not? Well, I'll probably have to ask my mom. After a bunch of phone calls and meetings and a billion permission slips that needed to be signed, it was final. Emily was going to be the first kid ever to fly to the moon for the sole purpose of asking the moon a very important question. But if the moon is cold, Emily realized, she'll need a sweater. Oh, Emily, her mother said, exhausted. You are too much. The next day, Emily asked her grandmother if she could knit the moon a sweater. I don't see why not. And Emily's grandmother asked some of her friends for help. And then Channel 8 News did a story on it. And before long, every elderly woman from every nursing home across the world joined in, knitting day and night to put together this giant sweater for the moon. It took quite a while, but four months later, the largest sweater that ever existed in the whole entire universe was complete. On launch day, Emily was fitted with an extra small spacesuit, and she, along with the adult astronauts, carried the giant sweater all the way from NASA headquarters, over a bridge, and into the giant spaceship. Emily looked down at the crowd. The wind from the engines was blowing through her hair and everyone was waving. Her mother and father, her teacher and classmates, even her brother Zach. And when Emily waved back, everybody cheered. Then the spaceship blasted off, and a few days later, Emily arrived on the moon. The men and women astronauts fitted Emily with a special cord and a megaphone and lowered her down to the moon. And when she was close enough, Emily cleared her throat. <clears throat> um, excuse me, moon? Yes. Who are you? Hi, um, my name is Emily, and I'm from planet Earth. Oh, yes, that's a lovely planet. I admire it frequently. Um, well, I have a question for you, and I came all the way here to ask. Well, sure. Go ahead. Um, well, I was wondering if you're cold. Cold? Well, yes, because if you are, I brought you a sweater. Oh, well, isn't that nice? I have to say, though, with this sun blaring on my face, I'm actually pretty darn hot. Uh, but there is one part of me. Oh, which part? The moon leaned in and whispered. It's my backside. It does get a bit chilly. Oh, Emily said, giggling. I wish I would have known. So Emily and the astronauts brought the enormous sweater all the way back down to Earth and explained the situation to everybody during a televised news conference. Joining us in the studio today, we have Emily with an important message from the moon. Um, hi. Well, the moon told me she doesn't need a sweater, what she needs is something to warm her backside. 
Thank you for joining us, Emily, and please send our regards to the moon. Okay, I will. After a big meeting with her grandmother and all the ladies from every nursing home across the globe, it was decided that with just some minor alterations, they could transform the sweater into a giant pair of bloomers that would indeed cover the backside of the moon perfectly. What do you think, ladies? Can we do it? You bet your knitting needles we can. Three months later, Emily joined the astronauts for yet another trip to the moon, this time with the enormous pair of knitted bloomers. At blast-off, everyone cheered once again, and some people even held up posters, apologizing to the moon for never thinking to ask if she was cold. Emily, tell the moon we're sorry! And three days later, Emily arrived on the moon and was lowered once again with her megaphone. Hello, moon, Emily said. I'm back. Why, hello, Emily. So nice to see you again. Look what I've brought, Emily said, pointing to the large pair of bloomers that were dangling from the spaceship on a special crane. Oh, don't those look comfortable? It took nearly an entire day, but Emily and the astronauts were able to maneuver the special bloomers just perfectly onto the back side of the moon. Oh, so, so much better, Emily, the moon said. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome, Emily said. And from then on, every night after Emily was tucked into bed, she looked out her window and up at the night sky and smiled, knowing the moon was just as warm and cozy as she was. The end. You've been listening to Once Upon an Upset. This week's episode was written, produced, and edited by me, Jessica Laurel Kane. And the music was made by Jerome Rawson at Fresh Made Music. For illustrations, merchandise, and more, please visit onceuponanupset.com. And don't forget to subscribe. See you next week.